welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps, and I'm here with... Elizabeth Helley. And... Tyler Hymanson. And welcome back to another fun-filled quarantine virtual episode. I mean, they're all virtual for you guys, I guess, but... <laughs> <laughs> for us it's even you just more can't, you can't feel the echoes of our voices bouncing off each other you That's can just right. tell we know you can yeah 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 um well we're, we're happy to uh be back doing another fun-filled episode on herbie for you guys and uh yeah yeah and if you have suggestions for what we should do next uh, as we speed away from this franchise, you can email us at sequelrights at gmail.com or find us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at sequelrights. Uh, please go for oh, it. Go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, what else are you going to do? Give us some time. Give us a, give us a uh, five-star review. It would be really useful, uh, and we really appreciate it. Thank you. That's right. And, uh, you know, every time we, uh, we ask for emails, we always mention that uh, if an email comes in, we'll read it uh, on the air. And we actually got an email this week from uh, listener Matt emailed in saying, Dear Sequel Rights Podcast Team, I've loved your episodes covering the Herbie franchise. It's so nice to see thorough an- analyzation of these classic films. Nice. I was curious if you were going to cover the 1997 ABC Herbie TV movie. Oh, my gosh. Well, guess what? I'm sure you probably, Matt, if you've been enjoying the episodes, you probably already heard last week. But we are answering this email in real time this week (laughs) and talking about the 1997 Love Bug. It was a time of love. Love was everywhere. In our homes, in the streets, even in our cars. Especially in one little car. He was known as Herbie. He was amazing. Full of love. Able to do incredible things. He was a daring little car. Wild. Willing to try almost anything. All for the love of his own. Jim Douglas. That was then. This is now. I don't believe you. Come on, move it. Well, thank you for the lovely introduction, Dean Jones. (laughs) (laughs) His name was Herbie, and he was amazing. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. All for the love of his owner, Jim Douglas. Douglas. Me. (laughs) The real star of the Herbie franchise. And since we just heard that recording, um, I just want to say at the top, we do not get our delightful little flute theme at all in this, unfortunately. No. But we get a lot of like twangy, like country, like, I don't know. It sounds like. I was like, is this scored by Angelo Battalamenti? Because it sounds like the Twin Peaks, like, bam, bam. I'm like, okay, whatever. There's actually some really uh, great score uh, in this movie, even though I know we don't get to hear, uh, we don't get to hear the original theme, but um, I feel like it's a little bit more modernized and it comes yeah, to us from, you It was know. very heavy-handed um, sometimes, but yeah. I mean, it's a TV movie, so I think it's trying to be. For sure. And I mean, the, it comes from Shirley Walker, who is... Uh, well known for the Batman animated series. So. Mm. 
pretty cool. So Herbie yeah. is uh, not in a great situation when we start this movie off. I don't know how he got back from Mexico or Panama. Ends up in a worse situation. Maybe the worst situation we've seen him in any of the movies, but we'll get to that later. He's in yeah. yet another abusive relationship <laughs> with a race That's car right. driver. <laughs> with uh, one of one of the two uh, stars of The Mummy that are in this movie. <laughs> yes, it must be same casting company or something. Well, I saw that Allison Jones casted this, and I was wondering if, like, like she's Dang. huge for casting now. I, I didn't get a chance to look at the IMDb, but I wonder if this was early on in her career or not. Yeah, um, that's pretty This crazy. movie is well cast. Yeah, and it, I mean, the movie's got lots of crazy people involved. <laughs> um it really does, uh, which is uh, makes it quite a lot more interesting, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's directed by Peyton Reed, uh, and if you don't recognize, loves bugs. Yeah, that's right. He loves bugs. <laughs> yeah. it loves bugs. Loves bugs. Directed by a man who loves bugs. <laughs> that's right. He, uh, you know, he went on to do uh, Ant Man, and uh, he also did Bring It On, the first one. I would love to yeah. interview him one day and like make that joke and have him just be like, "Excuse me." <laughs> yeah. Do you love bugs? No, like <laughs> I honestly think that he would probably say that like there's a lot of the Marvel movies in the Love Bug. Like I could like I I see that. Well, especially sense. especially this movie. Yes, where they kind of position Herbie in like a superhero type situation. Yes. Yeah, there's a there's a funeral at some point. Spoiler there's an alert, origin but... story. Oh yep. no! Like it's it's no, it's basically the plot of the original Ant Man, where it's like you created something amazing. I'm gonna create the evil version of it. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Pretty much. <laughs> so uh, this is the first one that is not in theaters at all. Uh, Eliz, where where was this this one released? Uh, it aired on ABC as part of the Wonderful World of Disney, which is home to many a pretty good TV movie. Um, yeah, I think some of them are up on Disney Plus, but this is not. Um, it's available on VHS if you can find it and maybe on YouTube, but I wouldn't know anything about that. Hey man, I feel like if it's not readily available, I would have, I would have, you know, rent paid money to rent it. Why not? Oh, I totally would have paid money to rent. Absolutely. It. And I, I do think that this is something I think Herbie fans have wanted this on Disney plus have wanted a Disney Blu-ray. And I think that, you know, we'll get to the ratings later, but we can absolutely say that this is justified on being, on Disney Plus, or, or even getting a full Blu-ray release. Oh, for sure. I feel like it's got to be a rights thing because why would you put freaking you know bananas and Monte Carlo up, but not this? Because this has like, you know, it's good. <laughs> We're gonna keep talking about it, but yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure. I, I, yeah, it must be something with the way that Wonderful World of Disney was produced or something. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not really sure. I mean, because there's but plenty I guess. Terrible movies on Disney Plus. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and like, and some of the other ones are like, I believe the Las Vegas Treasure Island one is on Disney Plus. <laughs> I think Cinderella is right. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked. But anyway, uh, yeah. So Herbie's owned by an abusive Scotsman who is so pissed at the end of losing another race that he just basically throws him to the junkyard. Yeah. yeah. This is this is John Hanna playing Simon Moore the third. Third. Um, and then Tyler's favorite person ever. <laughs> Not true. Oh, okay, fine. Se- se- second only to Kurt Russell. Yeah, I was like, uh, eh. Tyler's second be, favorite person. It's gotta be my really bad, close. It's gotta be Please really close. Excuse me. Goodness, how could I make that mistake? Um, Bruce Campbell. 
He's yeah. a um, failed race car driver slash mechanic, and he, he are there real races like this where the goal is you have like a certain <laughs> amount of time to fix a car, and then you have to race it and you get to keep it. No. Is that a real thing? There's there's also not real billionaires who wear windbreakers like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this uh, is barely a real thing in the world of this movie. If you notice on the poster, it's only yeah. the second annual fix off or whatever it's. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, like it's supposed to be funny yeah. at this point. This Which one, I, when I was looking at Peyton Reed's filmography, I didn't realize like how much comedy cred that he had. Like, so he directed a bunch of episodes of Al TV before this. He did a bunch of episodes of Upright Citizens Brigade, mm-hmm. which is why I like. I always thought that Adam McKay helping to write on Ant Man was a Paul Rudd, you know, connection. But I didn't realize that he directed ep- like legit episodes of Upright Citizens Brigade. So like. This is kind of like around like the L.A. comedy nonsense. Like like Jeff Garland shows up in this movie later. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's really interesting. But yeah, I think that there's definitely some straight up comedy beats in this movie. Like it's kind of making fun of itself throughout. Yeah. And and Bruce Campbell. I mean, who would have thought that he was ever starring in a love bug film? (laughs) But no, uh, no, no. Nobody, not not me. Yeah, but he. I think he great. did a really good job of modernizing like that character, like because it, it's yes. it's both a sequel and a remake, so it's almost the same plot of like the original movie, but also it's a sequel. And this this Bruce Campbell character is like very similar to what Jim Douglas was, but in a modernized kind of yeah. way. Yeah, I thought I thought that this this uh, this movie was really cool because you know in the last. You know, the last few years or so, everyone, you know, was really talking heavily about the idea of a legacy sequel and like how, tr- trying to figure out how to how to, you know, come up with a word for that. And I think yeah. that's kind of what people settled on. And this movie is doing that like in 1997, like way before so, it's like a super common thing that's happening every year here now. Yeah, it's like it's the blueprint for it. Like it's doing mm-hmm. it, it's it's Herbie Awakens, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh before the force awakens like it's it's it has all of those tropes in it yeah and like very specific uh callbacks and repeat moments mm-hmm. and stuff uh, yep. throughout the movie and the, the only person who can save us is an old ass actor who played this character before <laughs> that's right <laughs> he knows what to do stop yep. this funeral right now <laughs> now <Nah. laughs> i mean yeah i i just thought that um dean jones as jim douglas was like really good in this movie like i feel like he did more acting in like the one scene where he like sits in the car and they're waiting to see if the the repairs they've done have worked and they they give him the honor of turning herbie on again for the first time and he like tears up and he looks like really emotional like i was like oh is there dust in my eye you know like (laughs) i thought that was such a great scene he did more acting in that scene than all of monte carlo yeah the entire the entire trip to monte carlo so i i just thought like he was so such a great presence in this yeah and but not like trying to steal the show either like definitely trying to pass the torch Exactly. Like he did such a great job, like really selling that relationship that, you know, the time that much time had passed and he's seen an old friend at a really low moment in his, in his yeah. life or death. Yeah. Actually. And like, <laughs> and Bruce Campbell is doing such a good job of emulating his previous performance, yes. like, and, and kind of doing that. And then, and also kind of reflexively making, poking fun of it 
as well of just like i'm this blustery egotistical guy and like when he makes the realization that he was not the talent behind the driving like it's such a a simple moment that works so well it's just like oh no it wasn't me at all okay great yeah (laughs) i mean bruce campbell is his like complete charismatic self in this movie and he's got that like I mean, you know, for these movies that started back in, you know, the late 60s, he's, he's, he ha- I feel like he has that, he's like modernized that old Hollywood charm. Yes. Like just yeah. the, with the delivery of his lines and everything. And, and like there, there's a moment towards the end of the film where I'm like, that must have been the one line they had him read <laughs> um, uh, just to do the audition quick and then like sign him. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just like, you know, h- him and also the, the main lead, um, Alexandra Wentworth, who plays Alex, I feel like mm-hmm. they have a really good chemistry in this movie um, and something that we haven't really seen for a yeah, few Yeah, I films. really liked her character. It was a modernization also of the Michelle Lee yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she still knew her shit about cars because she's a reporter for Car Magazine or whatever. And like, um, you know, she was pretty... She, in fact, knew more than both of them. Yeah, and she was involved <laughs> in this and she... Um, she at one point straight up calls out like numerous movie tropes. Like there's a thing where she's like, Oh, do you expect me to give like a cheerleader speech right now to convince you that you, that you have the heart to carry on? Well, I'm not going to do it. You know, uh, there's another part where uh, this is probably my favorite part of the movie when the, the two men are yelling at each other before they start the race. And she just goes like, Ugh, this is such a guy thing. And I'm like, oh, good. Somebody's actually just literally calling out that all car racing movies are just dick measuring contests. Yeah. Like, yep. she's just like, I know what movie I'm in and I'm just sick of it. Like, yeah, right. I thought that was, her character was great. No, this is such a, really, a guy. It's thing. a really. Oh, wait, oh sorry, sorry. sorry. I have to talk over that. This is such a guy thing. Yes. <laughs> it's a really fine line to walk of it's obvious that everyone involved with this movie really loved the Herbie franchise and they're really holding it up and there's nothing cynical about this interpretation, but they're still kind of poking fun at it in a way that just resonates that love. Like it echoes it back. And I think that's a really hard thing to do because it's kind of taking the piss out of it, but it's the same, like it just heard just saying like, Oh, this is such a guy thing. Like this rate, like this, all this racing is bullshit, yeah. but it still kind of fits within the world. And that's really hard to do. Yeah. There, uh, there's a moment, there's a moment at the very end that I was like, Oh man, these people like really know what they're doing and uh, are really just making like, it, there's a really great meta joke at the end where uh, you see like people, you know, you see like a groom, bride and groom and the top of, you know, <laughs> standing out of the top of Herbie and it's like, duh, 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 duh. and then all of a sudden Alex is like, all right, that's enough. Move on to the next thing. Like, and it, you, you realize it was like, you know, maybe, it, yeah, maybe it was because it was a little bit blurry on the, the link I was watching, but you're, you're, when it first starts, you're like, is that Bruce Campbell? And no, Alex? you're meant to think it yeah, totally yeah. is. Oh yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Because that's the ending. Like, I mean, that's how it, the, every the movie, movie is like, they get married at the end. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so funny. It was great. Um, so yeah, Bruce Campbell ends up with Herbie after this fix fix it up race, and um, he starts getting a lot of attention. He's jealous of Herbie a little bit for a while, and there's this side character who sort of is taking the role of the Buddy Hackett character. Mm-hmm. I didn't love uh, the the character 
much. I liked how he functioned in the story, you know, in that same way that Buddy Hackett did, but I didn't quite love the modernization of like, oh, like, I know Buddy Buddy Hackett was also... Yeah, making art out of car pieces with this guy was kind of like, ah, I don't know. Was he making vehicle art? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A 90s installation artist. Also, uh, this character is played by the same person who's Benny in The Mummy. (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah, but um, he's the one that can instantly communicate with Herbie uh, and is sort of like the conscience for uh, Cooper, who, Bruce, Bruce Campbell's character. Not, not only can he communicate with Herbie, because we saw like Tennessee, you know, kind of like talking with Herbie yeah. or whatever, and sometimes mentioning what he thinks Herbie is feeling or whatever. But, you know, the, the last movie, we talked about how it kind of introduced Herbie like talking through his horn, like a little voice oh, box. Yeah. And they continue that in this movie. And in this movie, there's specifically moments where, like, Roddy is, like, translating the horns, like, I think you said Destriptor Cap or d- whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Herbie is, has fully become R2-D2. Yeah, mm. exactly. And, and, there's a, and there's a sidekick who can fully understand that language. <laughs> yep. And, and um, Jim can also understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, well, it's like, it's like Han and Chewie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we find out that, um, so the, the nemesis tries to steal Herbie and fails or tries to thwart them. And then instead of that, he finds the old Nazi doctor that first designed the people's car, Dr. Stumpfler, who thankfully now just lives in Pomona. (laughs) Yeah. This this was hilarious because I remember mentioning in our first episode that I was like, so glad that there wasn't some dumb origin story with like a weird flashback. And I feel like this is exactly what I was talking about. This is the midichlorians (laughs) of Herbie. Yeah. And it is, and it is so stupid. Like it's pretty bad. First of all. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, it was very strange. Like, you know, they, they work in some of the history of Volkswagen in general. And then it's like the U S government thinks this dude made a talking car or something. Okay. But I did love this flashback <laughs> the way that it was shot as like a black and white interrogation scene with the narration of the current guy going like, and then they wanted me to make that car for America. And then it would cut to the flashback American general being like, we want you to make this car for America. Like it, kept, it kept repeating the narration, like in really caricature ways, which I was like, okay, that's like really funny. Um, the way that they did like it, it like, i think i think it was trying to be funny i do think yeah. that that, that it is a what dumb it was story happening. in that the, the yeah. reason according to this movie which maybe is not canon i don't know the reason herbie became sentient was that this doctor dropped a picture <laughs> of his wife elsa into a vat of metal and then herbie was imbued with his love for his wife it makes no sense there was a moment where I was like, oh, has Herbie been a girl this whole time? <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a solo situation. They're like, oh, the spirit of your uh, your ex-significant other is in the vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah, because... Yet somehow you sold it or let it get away. <laughs> yeah, it right. was... It was very But he found weird. a good home, so it's good. It's fine. It, I, lo- I love that, like, you know... Yeah, the the reasons I don't really like this origin story. I get that it was like supposed to be funny and and it, and you know, it is pretty dumb. 
But like, I liked the beautiful idea from the first film that it was just like a happy accident. Sometimes yeah. one of the cars is special. And then it really disregards the idea in what was it? The second movie where a bunch of the cars were alive. Or yeah. <laughs> like now that, that totally didn't definitely didn't happen. Yeah, like, I mean, there's it's, a it's street a, car and a jukebox. It's yeah. over sciencing of it all. And it really is like, I know I, I made the joke about the midi chlorians, but it really is. It's like, we've got to keep every piece of original metal and rebuild it. And the only way to make other cars sentient is to take a small piece of Herbie and work it into another car, which is just like, you're over sciencing it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I don't mind that so much. Like, I think that that's like an old philosophy thing of like, you know, do you add one part of a car? Is it still the same car? And, you know, like, I, I like, if I would have been fine with that thing of it, and it, especially as a motivation for Bruce Campbell have, or Hank Cooper for having to give his racing money away to save Herbie, um, or just him believing this crazy nonsense. But that in concert with the ridiculous backstory makes it all bullshit. It's like a sou- Herbie's like a sourdough starter, like a vehicular yeah. sourdough. A, sent- a sentient starter. Actually, we can write our own Bible in the Garden of Eden is <laughs> that you take a rib from Herbie. Yeah. Oh, God. I just, yeah. It was, it was so funny. It was so funny. It kind of gives it, it takes it away from like this, question of sentience and like uh just kind of like Mm -hmm. philosophy but puts and in my mind puts it more in like the magical realm Mm -hmm. like it reminds me of like a a game of thrones type thing where it's like well we made this new sword out of that old sword and so then therefore it you know that kind of thing yeah it was just more fantasy it was just the most obvious thing that could have been the origin story like oops i bumped however the fact that that is the the origin story (laughs) uh leads us to the creation of horus the hate bug. <laughs> <laughs> I saw someone's like YouTube video that was like Herbie the love bug versus Horace the hate bug. And I was like, that's not real. Is they it? don't call him that in the movie, but it but seems they like the fan community has latched on to calling him. The yeah. Hate bug, Cause I saw multiple references of it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I did think that the concept of Horus was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though it, we took kind of a weird backstory to get there, I think having a hate bug <laughs> that is like the opposite of Herbie is really funny. Yeah, and only one can exist. Love versus hate. <laughs> Love versus hate bug. I Yeah, I liked, I, I you know, uh, I did like that this is kind of like a new idea for the series that we haven't seen before like a, a real nemesis for herbie that's not like a not like a person and then i think that the end design of the horse the hate bug was really cool actually mm-hmm. um yeah used, they even uh, used like some cg to make him like scowl yeah yeah I was like he, he moves like the cars in the cars land ride <laughs> where their bumpers like are their mouths like <laughs> yeah he totally did <laughs> I, I felt like the cg in this movie was actually pretty good for yeah, the for 1997 movie? TV movie, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's because they saved all that money being on the back lot for 700 scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> I love the idea of like Bruce Campbell's like, I need to go look for a Herbie because he left me. And it's like, let me go wander the back lot. If I look I on the same street eight times from different <laughs> angles, I'll probably find him. I, I couldn't actually find information on the filming location, but I'm pretty sure it's not the back lot in Burbank because they don't have a very big um, like New York Street area. It was universal. Mm. It was it Universal or was it um, yeah. like Disney Hollywood Studios in Florida where there was an extensive New York Street area? So I'm not sure. I'm but... pretty sure it was Universal. Okay, uh, but I who knows? Maybe not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I certain. just know that around this time they were really trying to be like we actually filmed stuff here so that the theme park would seem legitimate. Yeah, <laughs> so it's definitely possible. But anyways, um, yeah, the the hate bug. Uh, is even more hateful than its owners and it like actually wants to kill herbie yeah yeah it's actually pretty scary i mean it it like uh it makes growl yeah (laughs) (laughs) it it makes like growling noises and evil monster sounds and it it succeeds briefly it straight up murders herbie yeah that was really dark uh this movie goes to some really dark places you guys to the point where like so like herbie gets like pancaked by this other car it's like off screen and like where the the minion gets sent out to like i'm gonna i'm gonna mess up herbie and he gets out a baseball bat and he's like your time's up and then the car just like zooms off and then it's just his reaction just like oh god no yeah. like humanity <laughs> we hear the sounds and of herbie just... getting brutally killed yeah in a, in a back alley and then and then bruce campbell acts the shit out of yes. just like laying over the carcass and be like oh but oh buddy like we'll save it's you. like and a like, crazy okay. shot where he like l- sits on the ground leans on herbie's dead corpse and the camera <laughs> like pans out to an overhead shot and i swear to god i thought he was gonna go no but he, <laughs> he did he just looked right going for it like, yeah. yeah he's going for it like there is no camp in that scene. and then as they pan out from this death scene they come in on like trees and grass and in every movie that signals to you okay <laughs> now we're gonna have the funeral yep. scene and i was like yeah. a funeral scene i know they're not gonna do that that can't be it and no it's definitely it it's a big old box with herbie's dead body inside. Yeah, it's not it's a not a big old blue velvet lined box yeah exactly yes. i'm like it's not just a box it's actually a casket they open it up and it's got the lining yeah and they've gathered in in all black clothes all four of the characters to have an actual funeral where they're, they're going to put this the car in the ground five graves yeah and and honestly uh you know i i know that they're i know that they're referred to the nice guys in the uh movie but like herbie in the alley looked like he was still pretty much like you know he was crushed a little bit but it looks like they really had to crush him down and squish him into that <laughs> into that box because he was not flat like that when they found him so i don't know they might have killed him even more <laughs> then like in a car in the same car for some reason although it's not clear how or why they know each other Jim Douglas and Dr. Stuffler, the Nazi doctor, show up at the funeral and stop them from, like, lowering the grave into the ground. This was another amazing moment where the blurriness of the video kind of helped it. The music was like, and it was like, he was still so far away, and this was blurry. I was like, who is that? And I'm like, who's it going to be? Jim Douglas. (laughs) And it's like, he practically walks all the way up to the camera before it's like, oh, shit, it's Jim Douglas. 
Which is, this is the part of the movie that felt the most like a, a Marvel movie sequel boot. Thing. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you got to have like one person from the original, other than Herbie, obviously. Yeah. To... So yeah, they go through the whole thing and they're going to remake Herbie, no new parts. It's all going to be reconfigured from the same metal. And then they have this moment that I already kind of talked about where they're about to try it out and they let Jim Douglas start him for the first time and it's like extremely emotional uh jim uh you know dean jones uh, like i said is just doing an amazing job with no words just like the look on his face of like god i'm so you know happy to be back with you again and like this is like you know a spot where i've accomplished so much and now i'm sitting here again you know which is probably like the actor dean jones's real emotions even of just yeah, being yeah. on set and being with herbie uh, and I just thought it was really great. And then when Herbie does come to life, he is equally happy to see Jim. And it's just so cute. But then they both kind of are like, well, yeah, you know, we love each other. But like, you're you're off with these people now. And Herbie is also like, yeah, I'm going to set these two up or whatever, you know. So it's a very nice the, torch passing. <laughs> the best detail of this exchange is that they're talking about like Jim's trying to like explain to Bruce or to Hank uh you know what kind of what herbie is and he's like he says he takes on the you know the pers- the personality of, of his owner and he does these things and he tries to get them what they want and he says that that's how i met my wife and it's like okay so he met like they're, they're ret- let's retcon all of that like they they actually got married it's fine i was <laughs> like none, is he refer- none of that crazy bullshit happened i was like is he referring to his current wife or is he saying his wife as in like was my wife at one point <laughs> I met a I met a wife that way. I mean, he met both chicks with Herbie, so who knows? That's he true. Married yeah. Monte Carlo for some lady. For That's all we true. Know. I guess the line is ambiguous enough. You could read it that way, but I was like, huh? <laughs> I liked it. Like I just took it as like the first movie. Like this movie is such a like has so much more direct things to the first movie that it was just like yeah, one to one. Like, Screw you, Monte Carlo. Yeah, yeah, and it makes yeah. it makes more sense because wouldn't people recognize the car that won the Trans France race? <laughs> Trans France. <laughs> um, I liked the at the end of this scene. It was just my stupid brain, but like <laughs> Jim Douglas is suddenly like, "All right, well, I gotta go. I'll see you later," and he's like doing that kind of like saying goodbye while walking backwards and the camera is framed in such a way where I was like, oh, fuck, is he about to get hit by a car in this scene? <laughs> I thought that first. It also passed through my the mind, like, has he been a ghost? <laughs> I was like, has he been a ghost this entire time? Like, I thought he was just going to, like, fade away. Yeah, just like the way it's shot. It's one of the, it looks like one of those scenes where someone walks out into the street and then gets hit Yeah, like a Mean car. Girls yeah, hit by the bus scene. Exactly. <laughs> Ghost Douglas. I mean, Horace was alive at that point. He could have got. He could have. He could have right. got him. <laughs> so yeah, the final, and it's true what uh, Alex says. It's totally just a guy thing because the final race is not even any sort of established race. It's a full on like, well, I'm better than you. Well, I'm better than you. Like I, situation. I did, I did like how it came out. Bruce Campbell's like, it sounds like a duel. And then you the just slaps him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he slaps him in the face with his leather gloves. And yeah. even Alex is like, <gasps> like she like gasps. And I was like, damn, like I, and Bruce Campbell doesn't even like punch him back or anything. They just like cut yeah. to the next scene. <laughs> uh, I, oh, I wanted to uh, mention like th- this is a, you know, the this was a TV movie, it had all these like built in commercial breaks and, mm. 
for whatever reason, like normally that like bugs me a lot uh, when, you know, yeah. because it, it, it bugged me like in American Tale and stuff like that. But I wasn't bothered too much here uh, for whatever reason. To, it just felt like I was watching like, you know, six short Quibi episodes. <laughs> um, one that I really like <laughs> was when they started the race between Herbie and Horace out like in the desert or something. Um, yeah. The guy who owns the garage, I think his name's like Chuck or something. He's yes. like the one who's like, he's like, we need a flag. And they're like, here I you go. And so then he has to do it. And he does the countdown and the two cars stop and they drive away. And then he's just like, they're all going to die. And he just walks away. And I'm like, yeah. It's like, we're all, he's like, they're all going to die. And then there's this weird moment of him, like trying to start his car off screen for like, yeah, two minutes. he spends the entire race trying to get his car, sweet talk, his car into starting. Uh, we need to talk briefly about Chuck. Cause he, he has a, uh, he has a line in this movie that really struck my soul. And, uh, I think that like, you know, everyone probably will, you know, relate with at some point. Um, it's what I think about every time we hit record on this podcast. Uh, and I was just like, this is one of my favorite moments in the movie. We're doing something important here. Or at least I think it's important. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we're doing something important. And then turns around super seriously like, at least I think it's important. That's uh, important. Yeah. I laughed out loud at that moment personally. Sorry. <laughs> yeah it was some good comedy relief there so, so starting this race i really did like the throwback uh costumes and yep. the setup of the girl and the sidekick both in the car for no particular reason except for story and uh they looked the costumes were really you know good throwbacks and mm-hmm. the cars going and um uh, i uh, Horace has a whole bunch of what do they what does he call them modifications Enhanced. modifications, modifications yeah. number one through he has three. three modifications and the first one is like uh, you know Ben Hur spikes coming out of his wheels and I'm like yeah. I'm actually pretty surprised that we haven't seen any race car do this yet in this series mm-hmm. um, yeah we haven't seen any wacky racer type thing yeah. Well, there was some in the first movie. He dropped like an oil slick and stuff, didn't he? Yeah, yeah but like I feel like the Ben Hur spikes are pretty, uh, pretty classic yeah, there. Yeah. And I thought the race was actually shot really well and has a lot yeah. of those uh, racy, race-like elements that we've been missing in some of these films. Yeah, yeah this was a moment where I was like, oh, this is actually kind of thrilling, and I feel like. Uh, I- I don't know if this is where you were mentioning that the score was heavy-handed, but I felt like Shirley Walker's score in this moment was like really kind of like doing a lot of heavy lifting for some scenes that it was. might not have been, you know, as action packed uh, as they had hoped or something, but, um, and actually is pretty scary. Like some of the later, um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty scary. He cuts the tire and they spin out and then later yeah. he shoots grenades at them and they're like dodging the grenade explosions. And it's, it's pretty, that intense. was awesome. I, yeah. that pre- it's a pretty amazing shot of some CG when the grenades popping up and then some practical, like, explosions mm-hmm. i was like this looks really really good and yeah. like the car is actually swerving from in the air explosions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and then the third modification is a laser a, knife. Go- a gold <laughs> it's, a, it's a callback it's a callback laser <laughs> yeah. it is and i i was really happy when i first saw it because i was like oh my god they're gonna cut the car in half like this is it yeah. this is what we've been waiting for since the first movie you know uh but they cut it in half um like the, sideways yeah like the long I way they did in the first way they did it um it was side to side this is front to back 
Yeah, this is front to yeah. back. So um, it's a little bit weirder because after they cut it in half, both sides are still able to go independently, despite the fact that they would be like totally off balance well, and I mean, all the stuff would be cut. But yeah, that would have happened with the other way too. Like the car would have tipped forward and dragging the back yeah. of the car. <laughs> yeah, I guess in the, it was just a little bit more uh, believable would, because you at least have one wheel on each side. Yeah, that's true. I guess physics wise, this is this would work better because it was moving fast it was like a bicycle where the other one would not work at right, all right it would just tip forward immediately with buddy hackett yeah. <laughs> although the the motor was in buddy hackett's part that's true so. that's true that's true but i don't know anyways neither <laughs> one makes sense but this one it was a little bit more crazy because then the the horse drives through the the gap left by the two sides and everything yeah whereas- i love how they were like like we need to bring herbie back by making every part like it has to be everything's just so and it's like he isn't even a fucking engine like just let him like he's magic like let him yeah. drive separately i will say that the rigs were obviously built on motorcycles mm. for each side of the car and yeah. it looked great yeah it looked really cool yeah it was funny i mean it's it's like uh it's not like i wanted to see the same stunts in every movie or anything but it's funny that it takes like this tv movie so many years later to bring back some like really interesting looking and cool stunt moments. Yeah. That we didn't get out of the full fledged feature length. Uh, yeah. And I mean, they movies. have the benefit of technology, of course, yeah, like, yeah. you know, they can, they can do these things more easily because the technology is better. And so you don't need as much money to do it as you would have in 1977 or For whatever. Sure. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just like really like nice and cool the way that they do it. Yeah. And I mean, I I don't think they, I don't feel like they were going nuts with the CG. The, the only one that was like really hilarious was when he's doing like the hydraulic stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's doing it. You get a moment where, you know, in the first movie they see those hippies and they race. And this one, they see these guys with a, a hydraulic car and they kind of like, you know, do a hydraulic car battle. And afterwards the, 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 the guys in the other car are so impressed. They're like, Oh, that's crazy. Way cool. Wow. Excellent. <laughs> 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 wow, way cool. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, and so we should imagine the stakes of this race are that the winner gets both cars, both Herbie and Horace. Yeah, yeah. And so the fact that um, Cooper and Herbie win, uh, Horace is so upset that he then kills himself. <laughs> That was, this was, oh yeah, this was so messed up. I was like, what is happening? I mean, he literally flies off the cliff, falls into the ground and like descends into hell. Yeah. Like you actually see, I mean, I understand it's the car burning and exploding, but it may make it look like the flames of hell are enveloping him. I loved this. I was like, I was like, what? And then here comes (laughs) Jeff Garland to be like, (laughs) to, to run down this like racing devil car, just disposing of said devil car <laughs> <laughs> it was so yeah so messed up i mean it, yeah it's obviously supposed to be like a hell metaphor there because it, it's like he goes into this pit fire comes up and then it's like screaming demon noises like <laughs> like it's like you're burning some hell monster i thought he was just driving off and i was like oh shit he's still gonna be out there yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no he kills himself Horus is Ultron. That's my fan. Which I feel bad that this, you know, this, this, you know, monstrous car was made against his will. And then he goes and kills himself. And after all of the, you know, suicide stuff we had going on in the first movie, I feel bad that this is like played for jokes a little bit. 
but yes, but there's a full Mary Shelley take on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm gonna say I, w- Horace is definitely not really dead, and so uh, yeah. in a future movie, we should definitely see someone like going back to that site and finding some pieces of him and being like, "He lives." I know? can rebuild him. Yeah, <laughs> I totally was like, "Oh, he must have killed himself because he was so." mad at his own existence is what i thought i don't know it was weird. It was really more that he was just still trying to kill herbie and then he flew off but yeah, yeah he it went was too fast definitely a suicide <laughs> fall it was the classic icarus story he drove too close to the sun <laughs> yep yep <laughs> well i don't know if you wanted to talk about what well, we didn't we didn't really mention the uh, non-entity of mr serious mucho get it mickey dolan's uh as uh what was his oh name? yes what was his name in the uh in the movie it was uh donnie shots is that um, the rich guy yeah, yeah. the the, the oh, guy who okay. drives like all the crazy cars space car and a shark car and everything <laughs> yeah i did i did like the uh i did like the shark car <laughs> I, the shark he, car was awesome he kind of comes in and like has a hero moment where he lets them use all the equipment so they can rebuild herbie but it definitely wasn't like as much of a uh, developed character or as much of a plot line as um, Benson Fong was in yeah. the first movie. It's weird. I it thought was, he it was... seemed very much like, oh, shit, we could get one of the monkeys? Cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I thought it was going to be like a big thing and he was, or he was going to have a bunch of funny moments or something, but it was just kind of like, eh. Mickey like, Dol- nope. Mickey Dolan's is in the movie, uh, I guess. Also, this must have been before they passed that law where you had to say that um, no one received any compensation for the depiction of alcohol, or, or I mean, tobacco products in the film because he has like a giant novelty cigar in his mouth like the entire time. That he's like basically chewing. It's never lit. He's just yeah. like, rah, 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 like, My favorite thing about his performance in this movie is that he forgets about, like, you can tell within the scene that he forgets about the cigar. And then He's like, oh yeah, cigar, ha! <laughs> and then takes a bite of it. Like it's a, it's great <laughs> because it's really bad. Yeah, the the first part of this movie during that during that whole fix off thing, I was like, oh man, this is gonna be bad because the whole like the entire two scenes with the fix off. I don't know if they just didn't have the budget or whatever, but it seems like it's this big, huge event that's supposed to be like televised or something in the area and like a big huge thing and it sounds like this announcer is like over this loudspeaker to maybe five people (laughs) yeah there's like 10 people in the audience but as soon as herbie does start and goes immediately into that wheelie i was like oh shit yeah yeah, like he also does it for a really long time i was like is he gonna go all the way around the track as a wheelie yeah yeah it was pretty cool and I did appreciate that the announcer was uh, I recognized him from Blazing Saddles. Oh um, yeah, that's he was he was doing a great job. It just it's just sounded yeah. really funny, <laughs> like no one was there. Yeah. <laughs> the second annual Fix It race. Hmm. Hmm. Um, well, I don't know. Are there, were there any other um, fun callbacks or anything you guys remembered? Um, had anyone seen this actually? No. Okay. Are you talking about of us three or anybody? Uh, yeah, anyone. <laughs> Clearly, some people have seen our it. Our listener, Somebody Matt, Somebody puts seen it. it on YouTube. Our listeners have mentioned it. I yeah. love, there's right, a there's right. a moment at the fix-off, too, that I was like, oh, man, this movie definitely came out in 1997 when uh, they introduce Alex and she comes uh, and pulls out a uh, disposable camera. <laughs> 
Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, you know, one of those ones you got to crank. Yeah, and yep. was, she was like, yeah, the the magazine couldn't afford to send a photographer, and I was like, okay, that's true life, still a, an issue for yeah. journalists. But yeah. like the fact that she had to, like the fact that she had to do it with a disposable camera is like unimaginable. It's very good. Yes. What did you guys think of the um, the like, hey, what's your name? Kind of moment at the end. <laughs> Ray Skywalker. <laughs> at, at the end when she's like, <laughs> Jim Douglas is like, hey, what are you going to call the article? And Alex is like, I don't know. I think I might call it the love bug. <laughs> I thought it was okay because it was like the title of the movie. And also like they, they um, markedly never say it in that yeah. original movie because there's all that stuff about how they were going to call it like, boy car thunderbug all these other names um so i thought that was kind of like just a nice little wink to like the history mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah i thought it was fine i just i just immediately thought of uh skywalker in that it was in funny, that yeah. moment <laughs> i will always think of that now <laughs> yeah <laughs> sadly um but yeah i don't know tyler uh i mean is there anything else you guys want to mention about this movie before we go into the uh the ratings <sighs> The only thing I wrote down that we didn't talk about is when Bruce Campbell yells, you could take your little snack bar and shove it to that rich guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's got lots of great moments. The the line, I'll play the, uh, the, the line that I was talking about. There's one like quintessential Bruce Campbell moment. I feel in this Mm -hmm. movie, like right when they're about to uh, get going the race, he says uh, he has this. Okay, gang. Saddle up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, Bruce Campbell." Yes. <laughs> That's the line that like uh, they had to have had him say yep. that in the audition and be like, "All right, this guy's great." <laughs> yep, it's him. <laughs> it's got to be him. Only he could make that line sound so <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. Well, I think that I have a rating system. If we're at that <gasps> okay. time. What's it going to be? Uh, how many? clumsily dropped family photos would you give <laughs> 1997's the love bug i would say that uh you know um the other day i was looking at uh some photos on the desk and i was like whoa, 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 and i accidentally <laughs> clumsily dropped seven uh family photos into a freaking vat of of uh Metal, metal group oh that's why your Roomba has been so saucy lately <laughs> that's right <laughs> i was like Roomba, are you alive yeah. um so seven clumsily dropped family photos for me um i think uh this is pr- uh, pretty good i mean i kind of you know okay i had seen that it was bruce campbell so i was like okay that at least is going to be fun maybe um but since it was a tv movie and hard to find anywhere i was like oh this must be really bad uh and i was very pleasantly surprised i feel like it uh you know it really you know we we all mentioned it throughout the episode i think that we feel like it really honored the original film and does enough different stuff that i feel like it's a worthy um you know worthy film to enjoy uh, if you're going to sit down and watch a bunch of the, you know, Herbie movies, you can skip some of the ones that were, you know, maybe released in theaters, but uh, yeah. jump to this one. Uh, I really, I, I really liked I, it. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I would also drop seven 
photos of my family uh, in honor of this film. <laughs> whoa, and... whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I've created life. <laughs> you know, Elsa can also create life in Frozen. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Crossover. Anyway. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Olaf's in a love bug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, sorry. So, yeah, I also really liked it. I was pleasantly surprised and I much preferred it to the last three movies, honestly. Like, I know I said that I liked the bananas better than Monte Carlo and Rides again, but this one I like better than any of the last three films. And uh, I don't know why they don't. I, I mean, it's probably a rights thing, like we said, but yeah, I think they should totally put this one up on uh, Disney Plus and yeah. whatnot. It's, it's, yeah, I'd love, no, I'd love it. to see a full res version of it. Mm-hmm. Like, because mm-hmm. I don't know at this moment if it looked good because it was blurry on the <laughs> version that we watched, right. but I don't think so. It seemed like it was shot wonderfully and it looks like it would be great yeah uh it's honestly a great you know even though jim douglas is in monte carlo like it doesn't really add much to the relationship or anything so you could just watch the first movie and then this one and you know get a lot out of it i feel well and there's a lot of back and forth right now about like which movies of course need to be in theaters and which need to go straight to these streaming services and like this one went straight to tv like back in its time and while I think it did have some of the beats of a TV movie or like that would remind me of like a, um, a Disney Channel original movie, mm-hmm. not those are lower in quality or anything. They're very high quality, but it's just sort of like the beats, I guess, kind of had that that feeling. And I think this would be like really good. Like the like if they remade one like this today, it would be good to go straight to Disney Plus like they did with the Lady and the Tramp one or yeah. um, some of these other ones. They're going straight there. Sorry, Tyler, I, go ahead. I'm... Oh, no, I, t- I too, am going to give it a seven. Nice. Uh, clumsily trapped photo frames. I'm a fan. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 Steve. You have someone I, I in your family named really Steve? I'm surprised sorry. by this. I'm actually, I, I, I would like to like look into more of how, it, this feels very modern. This feels like the template for a lot of reboots and things. And done better than some movies that came out in the past five years. Uh, <laughs> And so I wonder if it felt modern back then or if it felt dated or if it felt more TV movie or like what's happening now is more basic than, you know, what they could imagine back then. Because it's kind of crazy that a 1997 made for TV movie has a lot of the bones of some of the biggest movies released, you know, of, of like I said, like it, it feels like we made the Star Wars joke, we made the Marvel joke, but like it has these sequel boot tropes in it that mm-hmm. it does pretty well Um, well it'll be interesting to see where this franchise goes from here because we have the uh no pun intended Lindsay lohan vehicle coming up next and (laughs) so um we'll just we'll see how that goes yeah Yeah. i didn't no go ahead i was just gonna say i didn't have time to uh look up like i wanted to try to look up and see if there were any reviews of the movie because yeah i would be curious how many people watched it and if they were like oh disney's trotting out a tired old you know franchise or yeah. something i couldn't find any like reviews of the time i could just find like people's blogs that have like looked at it since yeah i will say that it has a pretty uh, compared to the rest of the movies it's a 7.5 on imdb yeah um which is higher than most but also when it's something that a lot of people haven't seen those those numbers are definitely skewed. Yeah. Um, 
But no, and I think that uh, I agree with what both of you said, is that it feels like a better direct sequel than anything we've seen before. And it, it has an, an awareness. It makes it modern and also pays tribute to it in a way while also kind of making fun of, this, of the source material in a way that I think is incredibly delicate and hard to do. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a great example of it. Yeah, um, I I really think that uh, if you're a fan of the Herbie franchise and haven't seen this movie somehow, uh, yeah, try to try to watch it. You know, email uh, info at disneyplus.com or whatever you need to do. <laughs> Customer support at disneyplus.com and <laughs> demand for it to be on the on the platform. Uh, yeah, because I feel like uh, yeah, more people should watch it. I, I think uh, it does a good job. I agree. Job. I, we should. I think I might try to uh, start the hashtag like. Hashtag bring lovebug97 to D plus or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll give I you mean, some time to workshop that hashtag. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of movies of 1997 that feel very 1997. And aside from like, like, but even if it was just like a 90s set movie, like the, the sculpture artist thing would feel like a joke. Like even yeah, that yeah. feels like a self-aware joke. Like it's not, it, it like the love bug, it has that timelessness to it uh, mm-hmm. where it doesn't feel uh, necessarily of 1997. No, only that, only that disposable camera was yeah. like the only yeah. thing that was like, exactly. Else they, was like, yeah, it could be now. They didn't try to weirdly. I mean, I guess the Horace had a tracking system that was really funny looking at one yeah. moment, but there, they didn't try to like, you know, it wasn't like they're suddenly like, we're going to put computers in Herbie and make them go yeah. faster. Like, who knows? That might, maybe that happens in the next movie. I don't know. They're going to put NOS in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've souped him up with nanobots. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah, I think they they made the smart choice of like just kind of, you know, taking, uh, uh, focusing on the charm and not trying to modernize it too much. Definitely. So, yeah, we mentioned um, what's coming up next is Herbie Fully Loaded. Yeah. Fully Loaded. Starring uh, Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, you know, I I had seen – I saw this movie when it came out, but – I'm I'm pretty sure I did too, but I have no memory. Yes. I did not. I I don't remember it much, and I'm really excited actually to watch it because, you know – at the time, I hadn't seen any of the other Herbie movies, so I'm like excited to now watch it again and see kind of what callbacks or whatever they might have in there that probably went right over my head when I watched it. Uh, yeah, so I'm long a, ago. I I was am a huge fan of Lindsay Lohan's movies. Like I don't, you know, whatever. Uh, but yeah. so I went to go see this, but yeah, I don't remember anything about it. So and I I believe it's a Tom Lennon Ben Garrett written script so it, i believe it sure it's, is uh, a comedy a comedy bent to it but, yeah uh, all right well we'll have to see uh, we'll, but- we'll discuss that and what are fully loaded baked potatoes what and what Ooh. those involve as well yeah. so have that, Her- have Herbie's, that ready. kirby has got guns in this one guns that are fully loaded <laughs> for murder <laughs> he's finally gonna get his revenge <laughs> i mean i was talking bacon bits and chives no i right. know you're talking potatoes, <laughs> potatoes. But yes, that is uh, going to bring us to the end of the franchise soon next week. So send us your suggestions for where we should go next uh, at SequelRights at gmail.com and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SequelRights. And please uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you get the chance. Listening through our Herbie episodes, listening through uh, our Missing in Action. I just saw that Shout Factory was posting out their uh, Missing in Action Braddock three uh blu-rays oh my god uh, yeah, so you-, you go back and revisit 
of those. If you're revisiting any of these franchises in quarantine, let us know. Uh, let us know in the reviews, and uh, we'd really appreciate it. I want to mention, too, uh, my quarantine project is to try and get all the back catalog up on YouTube and on Facebook as video files, um, because I know a lot of people like to listen to podcasts that way as well. So, uh, you know, I'm chugging along on that. So it's not all there, but you can go find certain episodes. Yeah. Check those out on YouTube, Facebook, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for Herbie Fully Loaded. (laughs) 